want to remind you of something in case you don't remember from last week. He knows. He cares. He's working. He knows. He cares. He's working. What am I going to do, God? I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't even feel like God knows. I, I mean, does he, have you ever, done, ever prayed this prayer? God, do you see what's happening? <laughs> ever prayed that prayer? I've prayed that prayer before. <laughs> you know, because the king of the universe can't see. <laughs> but he knows. He cares. Not enough that he knows. He cares. And he's working. So with the understanding of that, we've been trying to talk about understanding resistance because each one of us feels the resistance. We feel like we're swimming upstream. I told you uh, last week that the Lord really put it in my heart that if I was going to forge a church that wasn't built the way most churches were built, in other words, um, where the pastor is the celebrity, uh, you just you got the celebrity spiritual guy. And uh, everybody thinks that he lives on a level all, all up here, and we all just hope that we can someday. No, that's just, that's just bunk, number one. That, my mom taught me that word, bunk. Okay. That's, that's garbage. Uh, number two, I'm going to share my, my failings or my shortcomings, and I'm going to tell you how God showed me how to get back on the winning path. So I'm going to constantly tell on myself. So, so that may, you know, that, that is strictly and solely so that you are not able to put me on a pedestal ever because you'll know, hey, this guy's flawed just like the rest of us. So we're trying to forge and build a church, not about, we're all about the numbers. You know what? We're going to have numbers just because of the fact that we're talking about Jesus and we're sharing the good news of his grace and his love for us. So I just believe people are going to be naturally flocking to that. People are looking for an experience with Jesus. It's not enough. We've talked about this so many times. It's not enough to just hear about Jesus or read the Bible and walk away and not get anything. We've got to have an experience where we're experiencing him for ourselves. So in that, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get you to understand that when you're going that way and everything's going against you, it's natural. Just resistance is normal. You could go, you're on the right path. You got resistance. Good job, buddy. It's okay. So now we need to understand. And last week we talked about, you know, the whole mental side of it, which did you always enjoy with Dave? If you weren't here last week with Dave Scott, you just missed an amazing thing, what, what, what Dave shared about the mind and its capabilities and how, you know, when we, when we have certain thoughts, they wear ruts in our brain and just all the natural stuff from that. It was amazing. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. But what I want to share with you today is I want you to understand that you have power. Resurrection power. Now, we could look at this from several different scriptures, but we're going to break this scripture down tonight in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 23. We need to understand his power. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insights into mysteries and secrets 
and the deep and intimate knowledge of him. I need everybody to understand me really clearly tonight. It is God's will for you to know mysteries and hidden things so that you can know him intimately. That's not just for a few elite special people. Because a lot of times what guys do, and I try so hard not to do this, but it's just hard because you are you. I try to share with you my experience, how I came to experience this with Jesus, which may totally be different from your experience. But just have an experience. It may be totally different. So my experience, the way God's wired me and built me, may be different from yours. So if you don't have the same exact experience, that doesn't make you any less spiritual. But that's what people think. Well, the guy who's spiritual, who we respect as, as our spiritual leader and, and a shepherd, well, you know, he's living and doing all this stuff, and he says this is how it happens. Well, that's never happened to me, so obviously I'm just not spiritual, and I'll never know the true mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. But that's what the devil will try to lie to you and do. Now, the devil already knows that you have been invested into the father put the person <laughs> of his godhead the holy spirit in you guys think about this for a second every moment of the day when you walk the holy spirit is walking in you on the inside of you you're not alone i know that you feel that You've gone through a very difficult time and you felt alone, but you were never alone. I know this is a really religious poem and everything, footprints, but it's so beautiful. The whole idea of, Father, why do I only see one set of footprints in those most difficult, darkest times in my life? And he said, it was there that I carried you. And I can say that I know the Father does that for us. He protects us. He carries us. He... He, he holds us close. Philippians 3.8. Paul thought so much of this idea of knowing the mysteries and secrets of God that he said this. Furthermore, I count everything as a loss compared to, and listen to the beautiful imagery that the Amplified uses here, the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I've lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, and dregs in order that I may win and gain Christ, the anointed one. That I may actually, I know this is long, but it's really good. And that I may actually, I love this part, be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. Based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, and the truly right standing with God, which comes by saving faith. Paul thought so much about this that he made it the goal and aim of his life. He didn't make it the goal and aim of his life to minister to people. That was just a byproduct of his goal and aim in life to know Jesus. Paul experienced Jesus in 
up close and personal. He understood him. And it wasn't a one-time thing on the road to Damascus where he gets knocked off his horse and he becomes from Saul to Paul. That wasn't the only time that he had an experience with God where God literally spoke out loud and said, why? <laughs> Can you imagine? You being knocked off, you know, knocked out of your car and then all of a sudden God says, why are you kicking against what I'm trying to do? I wish he would arrest some people like that, let me tell you. <laughs> Got some family members that you wish he would arrest like that? Yeah. And you know what? Because my, my wife and I would talk about that. She goes, you know, with this situation, why doesn't God just like walk into his room and say, here I am, I'm Jesus, I'm real. I said, I don't know, baby. I think if, I think if that would work, he would do it. But obviously that's not the plan in the path. So I digress. Here we go. Verse 18, having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand. Here's those words again. The hope to which he has called you and how rich his inglorious inheritance is in the saints, his set apart ones. You are a treasure that God has put himself in. Okay, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to see yourself not apart from Christ. So many people say, well, you know, they talk about God over here and then me over here, and hopefully God over here will help me over here. Got to get that, that mentality. That's religion. That's junk. That's garbage. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have resurrection power living on the inside. Verse 19, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power, check this out, in you and for you who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. There's been power, now check this out, this is really important because this hit me like a brick this week. There's two powers operating in your life. The power that God sends into your situation to help and the power of God that he sends into your situation to help. You didn't get that. Okay, there's two powers that are working for you every time you bump up against difficulties. Two powers. One is God's resurrection power that he sends in and on the situation. So it's there. It's working. It's working. It's, it's, you don't even understand it. It's just going. It's working. And then there's this power that he's resident on the inside of you that when you go into your situation, you're double powered. Think about that for a minute. When the devil tells you, what are you going to do? I don't know, but I'm double powered. Guys, I'm not just trying to excite you and hype you up. This is real stuff. That's why it's, I'm so passionate about it. I know I should be less excited, but I can't help it. There's dual power. Say, I have, I have dual, power dual power working for me, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. The same resurrection power lives in you. What situation can't be fixed with resurrection power? 
Think about it for a minute. What situation do you have right now that can't be fixed with resurrection power? Well, I don't know, Pastor John. It's, it's, it's people's wills that God needs. To, well, then let's go to Proverbs 21.1. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and the Lord, what? Turns them like he turns the water courses. You don't understand. This person is so stubborn. You don't understand God. Do you think that there's somebody who has more willpower than the Almighty? That's a joke. Paul thought he did. He got knocked off his horse and he became Paul instead of Saul. Beating up the church and thinking, I'm doing everybody a favor. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. You know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, the Bible was written so far ago, it's just not relevant anymore. They didn't know about what we'd be facing today. Like Christian people saying this stuff. Well, the Bible just, God's word is, he, when he spoke it thousands of years ago, it's still going out and creating. God's word is not antiquated. Well, God didn't understand how the whole LGBTQ community would be working in this whole thing. And hey, listen, first of all, let me say this. The church should never in any way be against any faction of people. Matter of fact, the church should be accused of being too merciful and too loving. Well, we got to call sin, sin. Look, you don't got to call sin, sin. God's capable of helping people out with that. Not your job to call other people's sin out. Well, that went over like a But you know what? It's true. It's true, and he's put all things under his feet and appointed him as the universal and supreme head of the church. Watch this next phrase. A headship exercised throughout the church. Now, we understand the power. Is everybody kind of getting a little grip on I'm understanding the power now, right? We're, we're good. We kind of understand it's in us, and it's on our situation. So I'm double-powered. I'm covered, man. What, what if I don't, and what if I don't, and what if I... Okay, you want to stay in works? That's your deal. But as far as I know, there's nothing I can do today, good or bad, that's going to make God love me more or love me less. There's nothing I can do today that's going to you know, uh, disqualify me from all the blessings. Because people say, well, you know, if you don't do that part, then, you know, then... It, if God left the blessings to you, you're in big trouble. That's why we just got to go, Father, look, I blew it again, but thank you that that sin is already forgiven, past, present, future, and I can lift my hands to you and say thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have never watched anybody under condemnation or fear that it helped them grow. It's just not healthy. So now it's up to us to enact the power. Now... We got to make sure you be real careful with this because people will go off with the whole, well, I, I was, you know, raised in word of faith and, you know, you don't have it because you don't have enough faith. Mm. That's, that's, where, that's where I start to go, you know, here we go again with it all depends on me. 
I even got to trust that God's going to do faith through me. Trusting him to work that. But it's up to us to enact the power. We have to, if we go to 2 Corinthians, let me, go, let me say this first. We can't forget to say what he says, understanding that we enact the power of his word when we do. We don't say the word so that we can get. We say the word to enact what we already have. So our part is just to say what he says. Your flesh is going to say, say this is one that I've been working on lately. Because it tries to come out of my mouth. Boy, getting older sure stinks. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Getting older sure stinks. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm not believing for that. I'm not believing for that in my life. I'm 53 years old, and I know people that are, that are if I can be like Dick Ogden and be 80-something years old and have all the energy he has, I'm good to go. <laughs> right? Don't tell Dick that the, that the energy and, and, and favor of God's not. I'll, I'll never hear him talk about that way about himself because he just doesn't. He doesn't want to enact the flesh and enact the natural and enact. I want to enact the power of God. I want to be 80 years old and, you know, like, you know, like some of those guys picking up their little skirts and running and outrunning everybody else. That's who I want to be. That's me. Second Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith... I want you to say this with me. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. What did it say there? It said that you have what? The same spirit of Pastor John, I just don't have faith. I don't have faith. You know, I try and I try to speak the word and I just say all the bad things. I just don't have faith. Well, that's not what this scripture said. This scripture said that you have the same spirit of faith. You just need to start acting like you were created to be and act like, you know, God made you to be in the situation. And that is enact his word. Say his word. Say his word. And I find myself so many times staying silent and frustrated when the answer to my problem is right in my mouth. But Pastor John, I fail miserably at that. It's okay. Because today's a new day. And God's going to just continue to pour his love on you. You're going to continue to understand and know more and more. Every day, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Show me the width, the length, the breadth, and the height of your love. Show me the width, the length. And you become so enamored and so sure about your father that faith is just a thing or a thing. It's just a thing. Second Corinthians 4.13 in the message. I love this. We're not keeping this quiet. Not in your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believe it, so I said it. We say what we believe. It's just that easy. What do you believe in your situation? Well, I believe that my leg hurts right now. Okay, I understand that. And we're not saying your leg doesn't Hurt is not what you do. You speak to your leg and say, by his stripes, you are healed. Jesus bore all my pain and sickness. You're healed. Well, that's weird. Well, it's what the Bible says, so I'm going to say it. Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame him, the devil, 
by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they didn't even love their lives to death. How can they not even love their lives to death? Because they were so assured of the one that they would be with once they go that they just weren't afraid. I always wonder how these Christians went into, these, into the arena and got mauled by lions how, and, and singing hymns as they did it. How is that possible? I think they're just so overwhelmed and so surrounded by the love of God. It just, phew, that was all they saw. That was all they had. Oh, thank God we don't live in those times. But I tell you what, God was for them in their situation what, what they needed to have in those situations, even in death. Proverbs 4, 20, 22, 22. My son, give attention, even my daughter. My son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Decline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. This is what the word does. It produces and brings life to your situation. Just by simply enacting the power, knowing you have the power and enacting the power. But Pastor John, I did something really bad. I yelled at my spouse. That's okay. Repent to Jesus. Repent to them. Thank God that you're forgiven. Call yourself the righteousness of God and say. And say. Proverbs 12, 14. The fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good. And the work of a man's hand comes back to him. What are you saying about your situation? Are you bathing it with God, God's word? Are you declaring what you believe? Please remember, we are not speaking to get something. Well, that wasn't good. But we're not, we're not I'm sure it's fine, though. Hey, it's so, it's so good. We are not using faith to go get something that God has not already given to us. I need to say that again. We don't use faith because I just got to speak, 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 and I've got to say, say, say. Yeah, but I said some things that weren't good. Repent and say, say, say. But then I, I really thought some things. I really got into, okay, well, repent. Thank God you're the righteousness of God. And say, say, say. That's all we keep doing, guys. We're just walking this line. And God says, just keep walking this line. It gets knocked off. What do you do? Say, say, say. Just keep on going, Pfft, you get knocked over. Okay, I'm going to get back on the line. Say, say, say. I do something stupid. Duh. <laughs> Sorry, God. Thank you that you love me. I'm the righteousness of God. Say, say, say. Simply in your situation. So last thing I want to share with you. He knows. He cares. And he's working. Amen. Amen. I want to take a moment. If, you, if you're here for the very first time with us tonight, we just want to take a moment to say thank you for coming. Uh, could you just raise your hand and just say, hey, I'm here for the very first time tonight? Awesome. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. Let's give them all a big hand. Great to have you guys. Listen, if you, you're, we're going to give you a card. If you just fill that out, we won't put you on a mailing list, but we want to fill that out so we can have your information, send you a card just saying thank you so much for coming. And we want to give you a bag so that you can enjoy a few gifts that we have, um, some of the things that we have that are pretty cool. I don't have my phone here, but pop socket in it, uh, these uh, grace bands. Um, 
And I see some of you um, still wearing the old grace bands. And, and if that's, if you still love the old logo, God bless. That's okay. You're allowed. You're allowed. I just think it's great if you love the old logo. But this is our new logo for the new building. We wanted to do something that's just a little, uh, a little sleeker, a little, um, uh, the design, a little more edge to the design. So that's why we did it. We're getting ready to go into our building. Woohoo! Things are really, really moving now. Steve, do, do, are we still, are we still looking at August? Yeah. Yeah, so you keep on praying, and we're looking at August. We were just there with the guys this morning, looking at all the uh, all the rough plumbing done. Rough, rough electric, I think, is mostly done. About halfway, we got a big, all the decking. It's just starting to take shape, you guys. It's just amazing. So um, uh, just know that um, we're continuing to with the building fund. People have still been giving to it. We've been wonderful. It's provided us with the extra cash we need. We still have some needs, but we know that God's bringing it in. So thank you so much for being a part and of our body, for, for giving, for serving, for coming. And we're just really thankful. And then hopefully in the uh, fall, we can do a Sunday morning service in addition to relax you Saturday night people because I love Saturday night as much as you do. If I never had to do a Sunday morning service again, I wouldn't. But you know what? Sunday mornings really provides an opportunity for a lot of people that wouldn't come on Saturday night. So we're going to do Saturday and Sunday morning, but we'll probably launch that later in the fall. And uh, I, I think once we get in the building, it's, it's, we're going to fill up quick. So uh, get on board now, man. So I love you guys. I'm so thankful. Um, if you have never received Jesus tonight, I just want you to know it's the simplest thing in the world. Because what I'm talking about, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, what I'm talking about isn't working in your life. You don't have power working in you and working for you if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. So if that's you, you can pray a simple prayer tonight. It's just a simple prayer. We're going to pray it all as a church. And if this is you, mean it from your heart, pray it from your heart, and God will hear that prayer and you'll be born again. Just pray this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that all my sin, past, present, future, is totally forgiven. Thank you for making me, Jesus, the righteousness of God in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that for the very first time, man, come tell us tonight. We're going to have a couple folks up here that will pray. If you have any needs, don't silently suffer and walk out the door. Have someone agree with you and pray, okay? God bless you guys. Thanks so much for coming. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. God bless.